Hello and welcome to the Creative Times podcast. Oh my gosh, yes, we made it to 2021. <sighs> you know what? I would have inserted a clip of uh, people clapping, but uh, literally it's just been announced that, you know, we're, 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 we're going to be in lockdown until like 2027. So um, I'm going to hold off on the applause for now. But what I will say is welcome to 2021. And um, yeah, we're going to get it this year. We're going to get it. Um, we're going straight in talking about working for exposure. Now I did have another episode that I had already recorded for the first episode, but I changed my mind. I changed my mind as you do. So yeah, we're speaking about working for exposure and we're also gonna be detailing ways that you can set up a filtering process so that you can separate the wheat from the chaff and stop going back and forth with these people who are just here to waste your time because we don't have time for that. We don't have energy for that. Let's, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm also going to be reading out some examples of people just taking liberties and taking the piss um, from from a, a website uh, that I found. And I'll, I'll give all the details later on. But yeah, we're going to be giving some examples and looking at ways that you can comb through all this crap um, and set up a process moving forward. Now, working for exposure is like it's something that I feel that a lot of us in the creative industry are expected to do. And I think that's partially because the creative industry is looked as, you know, looked as something that isn't important, which is mind boggling to me because it's one of the most impactful industries. Like I've said in so many other episodes, probably by now, if you look around, I mean, look how many things are affected by artistry and design direction. So when people say, oh, you know, if you, you, you're you seeking a career in the creative field, you're going to be a starving artist. You know, all that crap. As a result of that, it's almost like, well, if you work in the creative industry, you have to expect to work for nothing. And I think another part of the problem is, is that some members of the creative industry don't really have the confidence or feel as though they don't really have a rebuttal. It's like, yeah, you know, I have to do this in order to, to push forth. And so that narrative is, it, it, it's just, it's, it keeps getting perpetuated because of the fact that so many people are still compliant. Now, you know, this is down to a lot of reasons. Like I said, it could be lack of confidence, lack of knowledge, lack of self-belief, lack of, I think fear of scarcity as well also plays a part because people will be thinking, well, you know, if I don't take this job on, then what's the likelihood of me progressing in this career and we really need to stop looking at things in this way because you have to start as you mean to go on you really do because what you allow will continue in these circumstances so if you start working for free and you don't value yourself enough to say look I'm providing you with something that's going to really help you out here or I'm providing you with something that is one of a kind something that nobody else has, or I'm providing you with something that is solving a problem for you, right? Pro you're, you're making their lives easier. You're adding beauty to people's lives. You're adding joy to people's lives. So you need to understand that that's something that needs to be, that you need to be compensated for. It's not fair. It's not a fair exchange for you to provide all this for someone. And then they say, yeah, I'm going to repost you on my page because I've got 37,000 followers and, um, you know, because that's no, that's no guarantee of any sort of recompense. Because yeah, people might come and click on your page and they'll click away. And then what? What good is that to you? You need to pay your bills, yeah? And you deserve to be paid for your craft just like any other industry, yeah? So at the end of the day, you need to be paid for that. 
bottom line there's not even uh, there's no explanation really and truly it's your job and you should be paid for your job we're not this isn't you know yeah anyway let me read some of these examples that i've got here so and this is from board panda so if you want to have a look at some examples after because they've got 97 different um, examples on here so i'm just going to read out some this one says you said you charge $75 an hour. This animation is only 20 seconds long. That's 42 cents. And that's if we round it up. An animation that is 20 seconds long takes how long to make? It can take weeks. It can take absolutely weeks to make a 20 second long animation, depending on what's inside that animation, depending on what it consists of. So for this person to say, well, you charge $75 an hour and I should only pay you 42 cents. They said, 42 cents based on the fact that the animation is 20 seconds long right this is an example of somebody who doesn't have any concept of 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 not even just a, a concept of time but this person just doesn't have they don't have any sense and someone like this listen this is where the conversation would end that's it there's not even any point going back and forth with someone like this the fact that they think it's okay to even mention 42 cents as an option to pay somebody right then and there you listen let me move on to the next example so this one says yes i understand that you've read my prices and such if so i'll send you payment info so this is from an illustrator and the person responded prices what no thank you and again that this is from cute s-u-u-u uh listen this is another one and this is a reaction that I know a lot of us get or I, I've received this reaction quite a lot especially when I was first starting out it was like what what do you mean you charge what do you mean you charge my cat is meowing you might be able to hear her um yeah like how dare you charge you're a freelancer you're supposed to be free I'm just I'm not even gonna sometimes it's like yeah okay there might be a bit of difficulty understanding or seeing the value in creative, um, in the creative arts or the um, design industry if you're not directly involved. And sometimes that needs to be um, explained to them, which is fair enough. You know, it's fair enough. They sometimes need to be made aware that it's not about how long it takes you or how long the animation is. It's about the value that they're receiving at the end of it, right? Um, and that's fine, you know. Uh, but when you get people saying things like this, don't even waste your time. So this one says, looking for an artist to make my passion a reality, to illustrate and color all nine volumes. No pay, just the satisfaction of teamwork with me. <laughs> come on, come on. This one was by for exposure underscore TXT. Like, come on, like seriously. Like, I don't even need to really say much about that one in it. Man said, working with me is the reward <laughs> ridiculous so this next one says looking for dp for movie about immigrants who work long hours for low wages must do everything to make it successful there'd be no pay now this so this person wants to create a movie about immigrants who work long hours for low wages and then is offering no payment to make that happen like these mm -mm, these are triggering you know what does this say? Budget, it's a pick, not a big deal. But come on, 10 pound for a pick is too much. I can buy three Big Mac from it. Come on, bro. 
idiots. Yeah, so when you get people like this who will say, oh, my cousin can do it for three pounds. Oh, I can get it done on Fiverr for five pounds. Tell them to go there and do it then. Tell them to go forth and go ahead, go and get their little £3.33 logo, go and get their £2.75 t-shirt design from their cousin who does it on clip art. Go ahead. Because at the end of the day, you know that you produce qualitative, valuable end results. And if they aren't willing to pay for it, then that's their own problem. That's their own personal problem. You're not going to take that on. If they don't want the quality, then they can jog on. But what they're not about to do is make you feel bad for charging for the fact that you are providing something that is going to either solve a problem or provide them with something one of a kind individual, unique, that no one else has in this world, right? If they try to make you feel bad for that, then that isn't the client that you want in the first place. They can kick rocks. What's this next one? Oh, I really hate artists like you. Only care about money and being popular. If you really care about your supporters, you should do requests for them. Also, your commission price is too high. Not everybody has a lot of money like you. Doing requests is better because it is win-win. You get more supporter and supporter get art. Please don't become like other selfish artists. Ah, shut up. What's this one say? This person wanted to commission me and I gave my prices. This is by far the funniest response I've ever received. What did they say? They said, but I don't have money. We can try something different. Money isn't about anything. Drawing doesn't need money. It needs artism and imagination. Just take imagination. Just look in your heart and you'll understand the life of artistic people. People draw anything without money. Just do it with paper. It's free. Just do comic strips. Listen, again, this is what I'm saying. Like people, <laughs> they think, oh yeah, it's just a picture. You can just draw it and... You need to use tools to create these things. You need electricity. You need resources. You need a space to create these things. You might need software. And then once you've worked out exactly how much you even have to spend to create in the first place, you have to then think, well, I've also got experience. And even if you don't have that much experience, yeah, you're putting so much of yourself into what you produce and what you create. So for somebody to just say, oh yeah, it's just a little, just a little picture, like, these are the kind of, listen, these are the kind of people you don't have time for. I'm telling you now, you don't have time for these people. And I don't want anybody listening to this to ever feel guilty for turning these kind of people away or to ever feel like they're, um, they're, they're in a position where, oh, you know, I have to reduce my prices because I keep encountering people like this. If you keep coming across people like this, it means there's something that you need to change about your process. So you might need to think about retargeting. Okay, so... Like, who is it that you are trying to communicate with? And when you don't have a filtering process set up, that's when you end up with the dregs. You end up with these people just wasting your time. These are the people who will, you'd have to chase for deposits. These are the people who will drag their feet when it's time to pay the remaining balance. Do you see? So it's just not even worth even going there. But how you can go about filtering these out in the first instance, if you are approached on, for example, on social media, you might get people in your inbox saying, oh, how much for this? How much for that? Blah, 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 blah. Now, if you're an artist and you have a set style that you use over and over again to create posters or portraiture, whatever, you might have a price list. 
right? So in the first instance, here's a link to my price list. Send them the link to the price list. And if they do respond with any nonsense about your prices, you, you, you don't have to honor it with a response. I'm sorry. You don't. You don't. Like, why do we feel like we have to explain ourselves to the bare bones because of people who can't afford us? If they can't afford you, then that's it. Certain things, like obviously you have to judge what what you're willing to negotiate if you are willing to negotiate, but you, you shouldn't feel or be made to feel like you have to negotiate everything. Like I was saying before, you have to think about retargeting. You have to think about the pain points that you are actively trying to address with your work. It really boils down to how much you're able to garner trust through your existing platforms. It's through that, that you will be able to attract value-based clients. And value-based clients are the most um, lucrative in terms of spenders. Because the value-based clients, they're the ones who will sniff out and see who is producing valuable qualitative content and they will seek to obtain whatever it is that they want and ask questions about the price later. So their first port of call isn't, oh, how much is it? Oh, it's too expensive. Ah, The value-based spenders are those who are a little bit more likely to spend a little bit more for something that they recognize as qualitative. If you want to set yourself apart, if you want to make yourself stand out or um, garner that level of trust for people to come to you based on the quality that they know you can provide, then you're gonna need to establish that through your platforms. Now, I do have a post up about it on the uh, Creative Champs page, all about how you can build trust through your platform. So you can just go and take a look at that um, just to get a little bit more of an insight as to specific ways that you can go about doing that. And also what you'll need to think about is your filtering process. Okay, so for the filtering process, the first step would be directing all inquiries to email. If you are a designer, then you may want to schedule a discovery call, like a really short discovery call, just to see if they're the right fit for you and you're the right fit for them, to then provide them with a quote. Because you're with a design project, it's a lot more difficult to get a quote before you know what the deliverables are, before you know what the expectations are, what the end result is intended to be and what value you're actually adding. If you don't know what problem you're trying to solve, it's gonna be very hard to gauge how much you should charge them. So let them know that, yeah, you're gonna to have to host a discovery call or some sort of, um, if you don't wanna host a call, if you find that a little bit uh, intense as a first port of call, then maybe you could send them a form, yeah? A, a quote request form. And um, yeah, just ask them the questions that you need to find out answers to in order to create a solid quote based on the deliverables that you know you will need to provide them with. Also requiring a deposit upfront. This is the point where you will see, ha, huh, okay, this one is messing about, this one ain't serious, this one is serious. This one has sent me the money and we're good to go, all right? So with the requiring of a deposit, if you give them a time frame, so you send them an agreement and you also send them um, a time frame in which to pay the deposit. Because, you know, it can get to like, I don't know, friggin' two weeks. Oh, I asked them for the deposit time ago and they haven't responded. Like cap it, cap it. Like three to five working days or three to five business days, calendar days, whatever. If they haven't put the deposit down, then it's on to the next one. 
because like I said, we don't have time. Those are the things that you'll need to consider. So the filtering process will really help you to separate the wheat from the chaff and also um, streamline the process and make it a little bit easier to see who to work with and who to not waste your time with. Bottom line is this, like we should not be expected to work for exposure and I will keep on screaming from that hill until the day I rolled down it. We are serious contenders, okay? If they took us away, they wouldn't have their websites. They wouldn't have their advertising campaigns. They wouldn't have their architecture or their interior design. They wouldn't have their fashion design or their movies or their animations. They wouldn't have any of these things without the creative industry. So don't ever feel like you are not important enough to charge for the work you are doing. Working for exposure isn't gonna cut it. It's not gonna cut it. We'll take you for a joke. You deserve to be paid for the work you do and exposure isn't gonna cut it, especially not in 2021. Okay, all right, thank you so much. Thank you again, guys, for tuning in. As I say on every episode, I really appreciate all of the love and all of the um, commentary on the podcast. You're amazing. And my voice is starting to chop up now because I've been talking for a while and I haven't had any water. So I'm going to end this episode right here and I will speak to you on the next one. All right, everyone, take care. Peace out. Bye.